And I think automation yeah. helps that because if I, I think a lot of what we do with our clients is not just as you know, as I was mentioning earlier on, as to how in the importance of integration with other channels. Mm-hmm. I think what that allows you to do is know where your point of diminishing return is and know where you're like, look, if I spend more money, it's not going to get any revenue. So put that money into other channels. Mm-hmm. That's why I think integrated strategy is very important. If Google makes everything automated. Welcome to the Programmatic Digest a podcast dedicated to review industry headlines and trends in the programmatic and digital ad tech world. I'm Ellen Parker, your host and chief programmatic sensei of Ellen Parker Consulting, where we offer customizable training in programmatic media. Welcome to the Sensei's Corner, Anu. I'm super excited to have you on the pod. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a Really nice, chilled Thursday. Um, not, not not too stressful as we were talking about. I've got yeah. some very grateful grateful clients that I'm working with, which feels like such a refreshing change of pace <laughs> considering yeah. uh, some previous experiences. Um, so yeah, it's been a lovely day. How oh are you? my gosh, that is uh, that's uh, quite refreshing. I've been having the same day. It's been cuckoo for cocoa pops, but it's been on the really like gratitude vibe and manifesting like uh, charisma and positiveness, which is how we're going to continue with this conversation. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk about Google's latest update, um, which yeah. uh, we, there's always an update, but specifically yeah. on the, um, the SEM side of things. So usually we invite uh, the conversation is very programmatic media focused. But I wanted to talk to you because you're an expert on, in your field, and I'll let you introduce yourself in a hot second. But like, I really want to pick your brain in terms of where we stand as an industry when it comes to some of the latest Google updates. And then also we'll touch on data privacy because you're located in the UK, right? Correct. So that's yeah. different privacy standard that we have yeah. here in the U.S. So tell us a little bit about yourself first before we get into the non-sexy conversation. <laughs> sure, my pleasure. Um, first of all, thank you very much for inviting me on um, this amazing platform of yours. And uh, I hope your, your many, many listeners yep. um, appreciate, <laughs> you know, like appreciate what I've got, got to offer. You know, you never know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm Manu. As, as Ellen said, I've been in the industry for like over 12 years now, double digits. When you get to double digits, you, you just start feeling so old. I don't care how low around of that double digits you're on. You like, 10 oh, plus God. at this point. That's what I'm going to start yeah, doing. Yeah, let's just do 10 plus. I know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 10 plus. Let's call it 10 plus. Um, and yeah, it's been, hate search has been my bread and butter. I really mm-hmm. got into it because I love Microsoft Excel. I love data analysis and just looking at those numbers because uh-huh. the paid search, I just loved how, about how responsive and reactive like the paid ads are. And you see the data straight away and you can quickly test whether something's working or yeah. not. And, yeah. um, you know, I've had experiences where you, you speak to, or even like the last talk conference I was at, Brighton SEO, amazing speakers there in the UK. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, somebody was like, somebody was t- who was an SEO person was like, you know, it's, there's some things that are really great to test, but a very, even when we're doing SEO and, you know, it can take a long while. So sometimes what we do 
is that we'll just give like these this landing page or this keyword to our paid search counterpart and they can test it and they can see the data you know the results quickly and you know tell the client work with the client you know to yeah. to confirm whether something's going to work or not uh-huh. so that's that's been a you know such a great being a, I, I love being in that position to be able to prove right. quickly whether something works or not when it comes to driving traffic to the landing page mm-hmm. i love the way um it's it's it needs to be and um very collaborative thing with other channels with programmatic with um CROs and seo and email and all the mm-hmm. digital channels i'm very big of let's increase roe for the client for the yeah. business for the brand not just about pushing paid search and no, making sure mm-hmm. it's spent and in paid search absolutely yeah. and that's why i like to um invite guests first from a different background um in terms of culturally but professionally and personally because i think mm. that we are great at staying tunnel vision have having tunnel vision sometimes yeah. especially as american we like to focus on here and in the we uk as well like, yeah we don't we're not as good as being as diverse in our thinking and in our ways of collaborating outside of the us so mm. that's why i really wanted to chat with you because i know that um with your expertise, we can all learn from. And I think that's a great segue into why we're having the conversation today, um, because uh, there's there's a lot going on. And when we had our intro chat not too long ago, I was like, I, I don't know half the stuff she's talking about. So I know somebody can learn from you. So here we are. So um, in in uh, so I used to ask this question at the end of the podcast. But I recently came across this podcast called Adopts All-Star. It's a podcast from Kathleen Booth from Clean.io. She's a VP of something for that company. It's a really big company here, an agency. Attic, Attic, sorry. So um, she opens all of her podcasts by asking like a icebreaker question. So I'm going to do the same thing. So sure. before we get into the, the questions today, let's talk let's about break some ice. you, right? So tell us one fun fact about yourself. One fun fact. One, I, uh, yeah, this is, is, this is a fact that people do find quite a bit of like, oh, <laughs> and they're like chatting to me about, I will, I will, I will admit. So I ride a motorbike. A um, motorbike? Fr- yes, like a proper full hog, 300cc big monster motorbike <laughs> yeah exactly i always yeah. get that look that you've got when i tell people people look at me just a oh lovely girl lovely digital girl and i say i ride a motorbike and they're like wait 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 they just wait, let carry. me google this what kind of more uh, motorbike you so okay you know in the uk so, but we call it motorcycle here right Okay, yeah, I think so. Okay, motorcycle. What kind of motorcycle do you have, you said? It's a Yamaha R3. If you look for Yamaha R3, 300cc, that's my motorbike. And you'll see it's it's a big bike. It's black and red. And uh, I know this is, you know... (laughs) This is not being objective, but I do think it's quite badass. Like my no, it is. It looks really <laughs> badass. First of all, so for our badass. friends listening to the podcast, I'm going to have a matter of fact. You should take a picture of yours and send it to me so I can add it in the show notes. But just in case Absolutely. you pause at the moment, you can Google Yamaha 
R3 300cc. And it's like a really sexy motorcycle that comes on. So I'm not yes. very, prof- uh, I'm not expert at that, but I think it's really great. That's, that's like really fun, a really fun fact. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been riding for about, for, I was I was looking at the. I already yeah, knew you were 20, badass, but that just like confirms 30, it all. In it, right? It confirms <laughs> it all. Go, Thank you so much for yep. confirming. <laughs> so let's get That's into right today's right. conversation. Um, so let's talk about Google. So you uh, started talking, uh, mentioning a, a latest update about Google. And so mm. tell us uh, what's happening. Welcome to the programmatic meetup. Yay! I'm so excited about this community that we're building. It's going to be a safe space for media buyers, ad ops, uh, programmatic ninjas, data analysts like you and I, you know, just to come up and talk about our day-to-day challenges and our direct roles, some of our, some of our wins and some of our um, opportunities to grow, to educate ourselves. Some of the topic of discussion includes anything from optimization, best practice, QA, templating, workflow, um, operational workflow I'll have guest appearance I'm bringing my network to you and the best part of it is that you'll have one-on-one questions with them oh so excited about this yo I'm so hyped um so what to expect in your membership right um you can expect one hour call every first and third Wednesday of the month access to all the recordings for the paid members within our community um discounted one-on-one consulting with me and some of the guests that would be gracing us with their presence and their appearance, customizable training, but most importantly, new best friends, y'all. I'm very excited about this opportunity. This is a community for you and I. This is a community for us to just join forces and really, really share, really just being able to be together in a community. There's so much growth when you're in a community, when you're able to relate to people, as somebody understands where you're coming from, um, from, from different perspectives, right? So, so join today. Programmatic Meetup our community is open to you. Bring your friends, tell your friends to bring his friends, to bring her friends and his friends to meet up with us. Um, we respect you. We love you. We appreciate you. We're ready to like uh, support you. So make sure you join the programmatic meetup. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Yeah, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm very excited about it. So thank you so much and see you soon. Right now, what's happening? Um, and I know we'll get more into like the second bit, but like, you know, I think on two big pillars that Google mm-hmm. are making, really doing a lot of moves and shakes in is automation and data privacy. Um, and, and automation is the one most more that they are where they lately they are doing, making more moves and shakes in it's whether it's, um, reducing the amount of search terms that they're showing us, then bringing back some of that, you know, it's, you know, you think all this data, they just, they just, they let us see everything in the first place. No, they have levers that they control to Uh show us what they want us to see. And, um, you know, there, were, there has been talk of, uh, well, not even talk, it, it has come directly from them. Um, this, this lady that I, I, we've got a really great respect for in the industry, Ginny Marvin, who's um, Google's ad liaison. Oh, and yeah. It's yeah, very lovely. Yeah, she's a great, exactly right. Okay. She's very active on Twitter. She's very responsive to questions. I think that was one of their, probably their best um, recruitment that they made to, to get her on board, someone that is so in yeah. touch with search advertisers 
Because what I've always felt before was that Google doesn't don't necessarily actually converse with us, with advertisers, with, um, you know, paid search managers or programmatic managers, as I can imagine <laughs> from your from the look on your face, they don't really interact with yeah, us. I feel like agree. it's really great to get her on a board that who who she's someone that interacts with us. She's very much part of the community, but now she's she's directly plugged into what's the happenings of Google. So it's really great to have her like just letting us know the reasons why some of the things. Of course, she's her hands are going to be tied in a lot of the things that are going to happen. But at least she communicates to us as to why what's happening as soon you know letting us know as soon as things are about to change or have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really great. With automation, there's all been a lot of like changes in search terms. There's been changes in match types. The, you know, exact match is not really had, in fact, well, yeah, exact match was the first one they started on like, I would say maybe four or five years ago now even, but it, it just has gone more into like, they, they gave us broad match modifier, which was yeah. not as um, broad in terms of the search terms that comes through. Yeah, but now, uh, more specific away, to them right? broad. Now BMM broad match modifier has been sunsetted. They've 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 gotten rid of that and just pretty much merged its functionality into phrase match. Crazy. So we're back to just broad phrase exact match. A lot of people don't trust uh, broad match. Me being one of them. So I'm now just back to using just phrase and exact. And if there is um, cause cons- if like we're seeing not a lot of search volume and not a lot of you know, impressions coming through exact phrase match. Oh, I'll dabble in a few broad match. Yeah. A lot of layering of audiences, targeting and all that kind of stuff, just to make sure the the, the search terms that's coming through is, is very um, relevant. Um, but yeah, I feel that's, you know, all the, the things they're doing in terms of even like bit strategies, the different campaign types, there's a lot of smarts, smart campaigns, smart bidding, smart shopping, um, we jokingly say that they have they have diluted what the meaning of smart is anymore because some of these smart campaigns are actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. And of course, with all the smarts, you don't get as much data as as, as you would if it was a manual campaign. So like we we like shopping campaigns, smart shopping campaigns. You don't get any search term results. They just you know you just make it smart. It automatically looks at your feeds and automatically then matches. Um, so. Yeah, they're making a lot of moves with 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 optimizing, automating even um, a lot of things. And mm-hmm. um, also now they've moved on to, I feel like there was a lot of keyword, keyword related updates. The latest update, they shifted their focus, ad copy. Um, before we were able to create, manually create our text ads, you know, be, be specific and have control as to what were in the headlines, what were in the descriptions. They few years ago introduced responsive search ads, which meant that you could create up to 15 options, give the, the system 15 Into options one, yeah. of headlines, four options of, of description lines, and Google will then choose and, you know, it will only show with um, any search, it will only show like two or three of those headlines mm-hmm. and then two of those description lines. Um, but then it's kind of testing in between all the options if you give it um, what it should use. Um, that announcement came out um, not too long ago that from next year, you're not going to be able to create um, expanded text ads. You're only going to be able to create responsive search ads. So it will always be pretty much like in Google testing mode, like your the ad copies that you're using. Hmm. Um, okay. There's a lot of disgruntlement about it. Um, 
some of our more more um, experienced, you know, the heads of, 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 of companies, people have started the agencies have been this for even been in this industry for longer than I have. They are not bothered. And you know what? It, that, that's that's what experience teaches you to to be aware of what Google are like, to mm-hmm. realize that change is inevitable. Yeah. Um, one of our experts, Wayne Brown, just said that, look, if not for the pandemic, I feel that they would have made that change this year, really. So it's something that he'd been seeing that they were was going to happen. You know what? Anyone that is worth their soul and anyone that hasn't paid attention to Google will know that this automation thing, that's if he's right, was automation thing is a train that they've they've been on and they're not coming off that train. So yeah, we just need to just be on top of things, be aware and mm-hmm. now try to figure out using yeah. testing everything in ETAs and now to be more focused with what works. Because I think one of the my big reservations about responsive search ads is the fact that a lot of the functionality that is available in with expanded text ads is not available in responsive search ads. So if we're only going to be able to use responsive search ads, mm-hmm. are you going to bring that functionality over? Are they going to bring all that functionality over? That's that's what's going to be really um, important to find out about. And hopefully so they do that. It seems like um, Google is also going through a lot on, on your in your in your field because it is in my field as well. Mm. But it seems like they are providing or pushing for more internal automation on how we're doing that buy, how we're purchasing that. I'm not I'm sorry, not the media buy. How we're, um, well, yeah, we're buying that that keywords and serving that ad. Yeah. Because why do you think they're pushing more for automation? Because I find it really interested that they keep testing things giving it giving us a taste of it and then taking it back in the case of broad match modifier and now in the case of um uh, text ad expanded ad so mm-hmm. why do you think mm-hmm. that uh all p- google is pushing for all those automation down down our throat so and um, and this this might sound quite conspiracy theorist i think yeah all of us it's it's a little bit conspiracy theorist i don't have <laughs> an ins in Google that will tell me whether I'm right or wrong. Um, I suspect, as you know, we should never forget, Google is a business. They're trying to make profit. They're looking at year on year, and it's all about the whole, we need to increase year-on-year revenue 20% or 50% or whatever. That's the target everybody is given. Um, And I think automation helps that because if, I, I think a lot of, what we do with our clients is not just as you know as i was mentioning earlier on as to having the importance of integration with other channels mm-hmm. i think what that allows you to do is know where your point of diminishing return is and know where you're like look if i spend more money it's not going to get any revenue so put that money into other channels mm-hmm. that's why i think integrated strategy is very important if google mm-hmm. makes everything automated they can justify i feel you spending more and then showing you the data you want to see and be like, okay, you are getting more revenue. You are getting more out of this. Um, and I think they're even, it's, it, I, they're not even being shy about it, honestly. Like there's some of the technologies that you have to have a minimum spend of something like 50K if you want to use this great yeah. tool, this yeah, great yeah. new update that they've got. And I don't even think they're, I, 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 I scratched what I earlier said. It's not conspiracy theory. It's, it's, 
pretty no. much quiet. No, I like Not- I like what you're saying because <laughs> I do agree. I think that they are trying to present themselves as an efficient strategy, an efficient mm-hmm. technology by mm-hmm. pushing all those automation. Um, and I think it's a sexier presentation or it's sexier for a brand that may not have the internal support to go back and say, oh, well, this broad, this BMM is not working. Let me go ahead and, and optimize on a daily basis. So I understand from a business perspective why some should be automated. I think on the, yeah. um, on the programmatic side, like the trade desk, uh, build a DSP called Solomar that is going to utilize their identity solutions that is going to help us in a cookie-less world. So I'm talking more on the programmatic side here. And in Solomar, there's a lot of automation that's happening that the media buyer might not have, might not need to, to spend as much time on. So mm. from a, from that perspective and having been uh, a, a media buyer and having wasted a lot of time in link uh, in Excel and in pulling uh, graphs here, um, pivoting here and there and then realizing this that data doesn't have this metrics, I have to go back and pull it back again so I can repivot. So there's a lot of weight, not wasted time, but time that could be um, better handled, mm. you know, more efficiently. Yeah. So yeah. from that Somewhere. perspective, if the automation that is happening within Google is going to make us as buyers, as SEM expert like yourself or in your team, if that is going to make my team more efficient, come on. But if it's also removing transparency, which I think that's what you mentioned, like where we won't be able to see a few things, then that's where as an expert, like my eyebrows can rise all the way up, back and down and come back. All the so way like, yo, in it. If you're helping me become better at my and my day-to-day job, better for in my strategy for my brand or for my customers mm. or for my, mm. I don't know, my uh, I don't know, my agency, then cool, bet. But if at the same time you're removing a w- the way for me to verify that this automation is working appropriately, accordingly then that's a i would rather do all the work from like i don't know i don't i just don't trust it yeah yeah so it's annoying at the end of the day at the end of the day it's an it's annoying and i think as as advertisers one thing that 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 really does frustrate us with google is that we are trying to get our clients to spend more on google we don't do know to a certain extent paid search does work so you know Talk to us about what will be better for the clients so that we can continue to get them to spend yeah. more instead of just making all these changes that, you know, kind of, you know, you, you, you make our, our hands are tied, clients that ask about, hey, this thing that Google is doing, you know, what's it yeah. about? And we're as blind as clueless as they are because we're trying to get them to spend money on you, but you kind of just build yeah. barriers instead of work with us. Um, and yeah, with all your, you're saying that you're, you're a big fan of small businesses. You're, you're, you yeah. love small business. And I'm like, prove it because yeah. every time that we're like, Hey, our budget is little, you go, no, yeah, you need to spend, just, yeah, you know, exactly. three times that, four just times that. Just because I'm a small business, it doesn't mean that I'm still concerned of how, who, and where the ad that I'm spending money on is being served 
or how it's being optimized. Like, yeah, I need yeah. to trust the technology. And to be quite honest, like we have a lot of automation in the programmatic realm, like we, we, like frequencies, automation, any mm. pre-bid, we call it the pre-bid filters, which is like frequency capabilities or like like any targeting levers. We, we do it at beginning and that's automatically done for us, right? Yeah. And um, depending on the technology that you're using, they can even optimize like bid on, on certain inventory higher than others based on how we have it set up, of course. They can even optimize on our behalf based on that mm-hmm. goal, that one KPI. So think CPA, CPM, whatever it is. So yeah. automation is not a bad thing. Like, yeah, matter of yeah. fact, that's why uh, I'm a big fan of the trade desk. That's why I'm a big fan of AdLib and I'm just citing uh, DSPs out here. But yeah. that's yeah. because they offer a certain level of automation that if internally resources is lacking in that department that the campaign is still being you know optimized correctly and managed properly but like it's scary for me when you say that now i don't know how when i'm it's like facebook when you run on their audience network you cannot pull a report and it's september 2021 so if if it's different (laughs) now please dm me y'all don't don't come from my head but last i checked (laughs) When yeah. you run on the audience network on the Facebook side, you don't know where you're running. Isn't that scary? That is scary. Yeah. Oh, but it doesn't considering matter. Considering performing cons- well, yeah. How you know? Considering some of considering some of the landing pages we show on, you know, and that's thing like that that I talk we talk about in our community very much so about all the things that we'd like to negative out, like the whole search term stuff. Like when you actually look at the, especially when. Um, as I said, there was a time where they, they didn't show us what search terms we were showing against. And then they started showing us a little bit more. And, you know, people in our community were like, oh, my God, look at this absolutely irrelevant search term that my ad showed against, you know. And then you're like, how about this, all the stuff you're not even seeing? How about all the other, you know, especially placements ads? Because there's Google Display Network, you know. There's, oh, they're always talking about, you know what, Google Display Network, anybody want, I think there's even a centralized some something that someone has created like for anyone who just wants to negate how you know mobile site you know some like mobile sites some yeah. gaming it's sites some network sites and then like, some fancy you know you just want to make sure that you have that control to be like we don't especially depend on some brands that are need to be sensitive in that way which is really important that we do not show against some some sites there's some like our paid search you know experts in the community who represent clients that are very regulated, you know, in the healthcare, mm-hmm. you know, some things, some, some things that you can't say in, in, you know, ad copy oh, because yeah. Google has started, you know, uh, given it, Google at some point actually tested out, we'll write the ad copy for you. Just give us your language. We'll write yeah. that copy for you. And I'm, we were like, no, turn that off. Every big God, they, they allowed us to click a button to either say yes oh, or no. All of us were like, oh, oh, make sure that is off. Like yeah. you're not writing ad copy for us. You do not know what our clients want to say yeah, to their customers. Yeah, it's and you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, I still don't see why the problem. Well, the 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 challenge is, and I think it's a good segue into the data privacy conversation that I really want to have with you. Nope. The challenge is that allowing that type of automation has this pros, which we highlighted efficiency of the team, efficiency of the strategy, how you buy, your, your budget efficiency. That's great when it comes to automation. The downfall is that the lack of transparency can sometimes occur. 
you just mentioned um, they wanted to control the ad copy. Well, you know, then the other lack of transparency, like you're serving on a website that your brand wouldn't serve. Okay. Think about negative political, uh, really uh, right wing or left wing, whatever it's called nowadays, um, type of content, like very negative content. Also, I would argue that news content can be very negative as well. So that's that's also something else. But those are the type of brand safety levers that we don't have access or um, view. Like you you can't see what's happening. So that's the Can I give you a hilarious, sorry, can I give you a hilarious example? So, and now this was more of like a newspaper, but I'm like, this could (laughs) so happen in Display Network about how there was a news there was a news story that unfortunately is a very sad news story about oh. this guy who I don't know what he did to his, his wife, mm-hmm. but she had been in a wardrobe deceased oh. for several days. And obviously wow. the term wardrobe was like in the headline and a wardrobe company's advert was right underneath that news. Now oh, does a no. wardrobe company want to be advertising right next to you a know, someone talking about away in a wardrobe. No, that's the type away. of yeah. And we have a we. I'm sure in our in our lifetime, we we have terrible brand safety, you know, examples. But that's just goes. That's just an example. So if you're thinking about like, oh, maybe like it's the fact that you we are relinquished this this access, and I think that's what um that's why I wanted to talk a little bit about data privacy with you is because. In, in the UK, in your side of the world, it's super different mm-hmm. than in my side of the world. We're just trying to figure it out how to survive without third-party cookies. We still don't have privacy um, regulation. Well, there is the CCPA, under control. the California. We There's have a California rule. We, have some. we yeah. have some, but if you go, if you take a poll in the industry... CCPA may not, you know, it's just one of those rules that, oh yeah, we'll add the cookie thing on the website. You know what I mean? Like it's still a pretty significant uh, lack of understanding when it comes to data privacy. So talk to us about like, what's your point of view on that? Like, is it Uh, it relevant? Is it not relevant? Um, How are you handling it? Is it important? What can a consumer understand from from their perspective and from the advertising perspective? No, it's definitely very important. Um, I think, you know, we are, we are getting more, consumers are getting more aware that they have a choice. Consumers mm-hmm. are getting more aware that, you know, they'll go on a website, you know, that whole accept cookies or not, you know, is, it's, you're, you're, you're given permission or not yep. to do something from now mm-hmm. on. Uh, although for me personally, from the consumer side of things, I look on the side and I'm like, yeah, yeah, accept cookies. I, I don't, let me continue my shopping. Same. I don't Same. care. You know, I don't care. Let's say, yeah, you're, you're blocking my view. Just go, yeah, accept whatever. Yeah. You know, because some of the, some of them, which I think, and I think some, some, some sites do make it easy to choose options. Some sites go accept or go to another site to start doing. And you're like, I don't want to start going and start choosing yeah. different settings and pulling different yeah. and saying yes or no to some things. So I'll ex- just accept. And so I feel some people are being cheeky. They're doing their bare minimum of what they're supposed to do 
of doing accept or oh you know we'll make it harder for you to actually you know block us we'll make it harder for you to actually you know pick and choose what you want us to um do um and so yeah it's 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 a tricky one on on that end for advertisers i don't think it should they should worry too much i think it's really and i think it's even what automation does as well it's it, it makes us really have to level up level up our games into being strategic <laughs> yeah it, it has to it makes us level up about you know how we write ad copy how we actually express what what value we're bringing to a consumer when when we we we, we sh our ad shows you know that click is all the more important because we're like okay if we're gonna ask you to accept a cookie you really need to buy them in into clicking through on your ad copy to take them through mm -hmm. to your site I think it's a lot going to be a lot more important to do audience layering, knowing who your customers consumers are, mm -hmm. um, and doing that now. I th uh, because as you know, as Google announced um, earlier this year, their 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 plans to remove you know cookies, cookies tracking. Yeah. They've pushed it for like another couple of years. So yeah, we now have time. Yeah, right. We now have time to do a lot of testing. We now have time mm -hmm. to be like, okay, who should we target to? What do they want to hear? Mm -hmm. How do we test to them? Do that now we've never had that before it's it's almost like a gift that google has never given us the, the knowing that an update is coming but not for a while not for a Actually, long while so we have time to test you bring a good point and i just thought about this question but i never thought about cookies affecting uh yeah the sem world as much as it is the programmatic world like we overused third-party data uh, when it comes to programmatically targeting consumers. And I actually have a, a, sh a social live series called Programmatically Correct. So I go live on Monday and Thursday around noon Eastern time. And I helped digital marketers demystify the whole programmatic stuff, like the whole <laughs> world of shit that's happening nice. on our end. I just nice. help them understand that, listen, it's, it's not as bad, but here it is. So this week, this theme was the cookie crumble. and I went on explaining anything from a programmatic side, but tell me how cookies are used on the SEM side or how it would affect you. Because to, to programmatic, again, like the third-party data is from a cookie behavior, but on the SEM side is how, how help me connect the dots here. How is that going to affect yeah. you? you? You would have heard of the word, someone is, is, is a brilliant as you you will know the word attribution it has yeah. come across oh yeah. yep okay all right so it's the whole point that we know that you cannot track and you cannot yeah. you know give value on last click anymore you know we cannot just say you know you can't just optimize on okay this paid search was the last click okay that's that's how we're well done if you if, if, if a client stops running on Facebook, we will see, we see the effects. If, if a client stops doing some email marketing or increases even TV advertising, that's one of the most interesting um, cases I've worked with when I was working on um, a one voucher. These guys, this brand that do, um, you know, uh -huh. you can get sales, uh, yeah, sales, a lot of money off on, on different things and experiences and uh -huh. the times that they'll do tv adverts we'll see our volume such volume skyrocket wow. and it was nothing we were doing People is we just made that, sure yeah. that we were yeah we just made sure that we we're bidding on their brand and all of a sudden we'll see oh. such an increase in terms and in, in searches and so it's that whole attribution thing and we especially when we wow. especially with analytics and tracking 
we do a lot more of, you know, making sure that we're marrying that data, you know, and even targeting for us, audience targeting, demographic targeting, all of that kind of things. It's, it's from third party data that we need all of that. So all our data, we, we, we do a lot of looking at analytics data and seeing, looking at the journey and doing a little bit of mm -hmm. as much as possible of attribution optimization okay. to do. To do. That is all. That is all is right. needed. Is is, is third party cookies is needed for that? Yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that perspective. Like a uh, big programmatic brain here. Um, automatically, when I hear third party data, I think about in market, uh, financial base uh, segments, uh, audience that are in market for something, intending to or have visited this. We've started doing that as and well. We have that data in Google Ads. You can literally target. In markets, interest-based, yeah, interest-based, all of so that. I yeah. forgot that there is this option to do and put the audience to the observation, but also something as simple yeah. as demographical uh, data is based on cookies. So like yeah. female woman, I mean, female male between a certain age um, yeah. and then location. So sure, not also yeah, cool. so sure, non and even socioeconomical right. okay, yeah. data, yeah. you know, financial stats. All of that, that's... But you that. said Google something don't have um, earlier, and I, I just want to make sure I'm, that's for my brain here. Um, so you said now, so our industry operates on last click, even though it's not always the best, it operates on last click. So you said that that's going away. I would think that that would be... Break it down for me, help me understand. And maybe that's just my, no, no. My, my brain part of the day. But what do you mean by like, so, it's going away? So basically, we shouldn't be optimizing towards last click that's because true. you know that's the whole it's there it's available i don't think necessarily it's going no, it, away yeah, even on the programmatic but, side we do that yeah yeah but if we shouldn't be doing it that way we shouldn't be optimizing that way we shouldn't be saying just optimizing and saying oh it's only the clicks that we've seen you know work right. on paid search on last click that is converted that we should keep and everything else we should stop working towards mm -hmm. or Let's say more because money we there see, and not there, yeah, yeah, we just more, put more money there. It's it's been that it's. I think what at the whole moving away from last click has really saved programmatic and display for us, honestly. Because I think there was a time where you couldn't for oh, for love of money could not prove that display worked. We'd literally sit there and we'd be like CPA of That's of would be something like one pound, two pounds CPA of like display of programmatic will be like 20 pounds 30 pounds and they'll be like oh it's a lot paid such as a lot cheaper we're getting more fast of paid search we're just throwing impressions out there and display is not working let's turn off display yeah we turn off display all of a sudden paid search volume starts dropping as well yep you know we, and we yeah. were seeing that and so we were like guys guys what has happened and then they'll start shouting us hey what has happened why is volume gone down and then we turn around and go what activity has you turned are you turned off <laughs> I literally that's will be our question i would i'm like well we stopped doing display because it wasn't working i'm like no but it was working for us yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. once it's you stop doing it yeah it's, it's, it's fueling it's fueling because display we've started realizing display and programmatic is very great for brand awareness brand awareness is very important for you yeah to you gotta keep funneling in your new eyeballs and the new consumers you know you gotta keep that's how you expand and that's how you scale so, exactly. oh man, this is such a this is such a great conversation. But I think we, we need to like go digest some of this information. And I'm yeah, super grateful that you were able to make the time. And my pleasure, my pleasure. 
So before we end the segment real quick, how about you just leave us with like one, like words of wisdom. Like if you had to give yourself, your freshman self, a an advice, let's say you, if it was, um, you said 12 years, if it was 11 years ago, you just started, you're at entry level, what would be an advice you want to give yourself starting? Just three, three words, ask more questions. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, keep asking more questions. Like they, they're, they're, there's, we'll, they'll give us something thinking that that's all you need. And you go away going, oh, okay, they know best. So, you know, let me just yeah. work with this. But if you're confused, ask more questions. Don't yeah. be scared. Don't, don't think your confusion means that you're inexperienced or, oh, you don't know anything better. Ask more oh, questions. Man, if the landing page does not make sense. Ask the questions. Why is landing page? If all of a sudden paid search is not doing well and you've done all your work, ask more questions about as to what other activity have you done? What recent activity <laughs> have you possibly paused? Yeah. What has happened on the landing page? Yeah. The whole marrying of CRO as well has, has to become a lot more important because you know, paid search will drive the traffic, will be will coming in as great CPC, great CTR. It mm-hmm. goes to the landing page, no conversions. And then they'll start calling us. Hey, why isn't Paycheck working? Yeah. And we're like, oh. we're like, well, we're driving the traffic. What have you done on the landing what page? And it could be, and it could be something as simple as, I don't know, the, the landing page connection to the checkout page is broken. Or there's the, someone, the one of the web developers has just changed a little bit of code. All of a sudden, it's not working. I mean, it's if not that clicking happens, through. Yeah, it's so simple. It's not clicking it's through. Simple answer. Oh man, I think it's a great way to end the podcast because like every time I ask this question, ask the question and stay curious and have the courage to ask the question is one of the, the, like the common, common denominator. And I love that. And you're absolutely right. Ask the question, stay curious, stay courageous and, um, yeah, go, go live your best life. So thank you, Anu, for making the time. We super appreciate it. My pleasure. This has been a great chat. Thank you. Feel free to grab today's conversation and show notes, including our guest information on our website, programmaticdigest.com, programmaticdigest.com. See you next week and stay curious, my friends.